Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today I'm talking about men, but more importantly, I'm talking to men. Um, Sage is pushing herself into the closet, so like, let's get this part over with. Yep. Hi. Yes, welcome. Okay. <laughs> we'll just... We'll just reserve a time at the beginning of every podcast where Sage gets to speak her piece. Okay. All right. <laughs> where do I start? First of all, um, so I'm not able to see who listens to my podcast like on an individual level, but I'm able to see general statistics. So uh, age demographic, location demographic, gender demographics, and obviously... The people who listen to me most are female. Please, (laughs) if you've never shared another episode of my podcast, that's okay. But I so badly need as many men as possible to hear this episode. And these are the times where I actually wish I had a bigger platform because this topic is just... It's it's just something that is such a cornerstone of my life right now, <laughs> and I just wish I could fix the entire world, and I can't. So, here we are. Um, okay, so a little over a week ago, I posted a story. Let's be real. I know how this goes. I'm guilty of, like, rapid-fire typing. I mean, not typing clicking through stories and not listening to what people are saying on them. So I'm not opposed to the idea that many of you did that to my story and didn't hear it. So I'll go over it again for you. (laughs) Basically, now Sage wants to leave the closet. I mean, uh, uh. anyways, the gist of the story was that I started to do research on self-help books for men. And I have my computer in front of me, so this is going to be like a fun little research project episode. Let me type that in for you. Self-help books for men. Okay. I'm going to tell you what comes up. (laughs) How to win friends and influence people. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. The 48 laws of power. Think and grow rich. Unfuck yourself. Six pillars of self-esteem. These are some of the ones that, those are like the top few, okay? Are all of those books probably really powerful and serve a purpose? Absolutely. But there is not one fucking thing in these top books about emotional well-being, about feelings, vulnerability, therapy. There's nothing about being a better partner. Now, let's see what happens if I say 
self-help books for women. Okay. What am I doing? 20 self-help books for women. Sorry that you guys have to listen to this part. It's not cute. Okay. So we have... You are a badass. We have... Oh, wait. Hold on. Don't know how to use a computer. Girl, stop apologizing. Big magic. The spirit almanac. When things fall apart. Year of yes. Evolution of goddess. Badass affirmations. I've been thinking dot dot dot. Present over perfect. Okay, so you guys get the gist. These books, did any of these talk about women getting rich? Nope. Did any of these books have titles about power? Uh, nope. They're all about self-reflection and healing. Granted, I think there needs to be a balance of both because I think women need to start educating themselves more on business and finances. So I think both sides of the spectrum are probably pretty fucked up. But I am about maxed out with men and their emotional issues and their lack of awareness of it. It's really irritating to be a person who has been going to therapy and reading self-help books since they were 12 years old and then engaging in relationships, and I mean all kinds of relationships, relationships with my dad, with friends, with partners, where the other person has never done any of the above, has never taken an evaluation of themselves, of their feelings, has never deep-dived into their childhood and in what ways they believe their current issues stemmed from childhood. Um, Facing the reality of that their mom or dad wasn't as perfect as they think and the way those issues carry into relationships. Um, Not dealing with anger. Not dealing with emotion and sadness properly. Not being able to properly vocalize all kinds of feelings. I'm just like, it's so exhausting. It's so hard to deal with because it doesn't matter how far along you individually are as a person. If you're trying to have conversation, whether it's just a positive Uh, conversation or a tough conversation, an argument with someone who just does not have any of those skills and does not have that awareness, it doesn't matter how much I know or how much I've grown or what things I've done for myself. It doesn't matter when the other person can't meet you in the same place. In all relationships, the person, the weakest point between the two of you, is where you two will meet. So, between you and your partner, whoever has the weaker spot for communication, that's where your communication is going to land every time, no matter how much you try to lift the communicate to another level. And it's like, I'm, I'm literally so tired 
of seeing so many examples of angry men and men out of touch with their emotions. And at the end of the day, I am so sad for men. There is a, I mean, women are, this is one of the the very few ways where like, where women really like, um, got the better side of this, so to say. Women are allowed to have emotions, are allowed to cry, are encouraged to speak on their feelings, are encouraged, um, like, like, it's so normal for a girl to go to one or more of her best friends and talk about all her feelings, and, like, that is so important and therapeutic, like, the ability to have emotional conversation, that alone can cause so much growth and be so beneficial in working through issues, in discovering parts of yourself. Men are not given that right. They are not given the right to be expressive, to be emotional, to cry, to have vulnerable discussions. Um, How often do you know of a guy who has one or more best friends that he can go to and really speak really vulnerably with and really emotionally with and talk about his relationship struggles, his family struggles, his work struggles, whatever it is. Pretty much most heterosexual males don't ever encounter those types of conversations until they are in a relationship with a woman. And then at that point, that's why there's so much communication disconnect in heterosexual relationships because... Women him women have been doing this for a lifetime, and men started the day they met you. And some men never get there. Some men really struggle. Some men grow, but super slowly. Um, and communication is just... Communication and misunderstanding is, I think, more prevalent in heterosexual relationships than uh, same-sex relationships because... Women can understand the way they communicate better, and then men together can, you know, understand the way they communicate with each other. But when you have a man and a woman, whoa. (laughs) Like, it's, the disconnect becomes so obvious, and we all know that all of our parents did the absolute best they could. But obviously, parents have continued to perpetuate male and female stereotypes and that's why there has not been much change and growth in the way men handle emotions granted there has been some change mental health is more prioritized in general on the planet more than ever before there are more men speaking out vulnerably there are more men talking about their experience with therapy there are athletes there are celebrities people with big platforms talking about therapy and recovery and healing and relationships and all the rest of it um but it really takes your everyday man actively seeking out that information and really getting comfortable with being uncomfortable 
in my experience, men are not good at being uncomfortable, especially emotionally. Um, I've mentioned that my dad and I tried therapy together, and it was a train wreck. My therapist literally disinvited him (laughs) from therapy, which, like, what the fuck? Who? How? Like, how bad does something have to be where a therapist says, like, they're tapping out? So, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. It's so hard to watch. It's so sad to see the repercussions of it. And to defend men, there are so many men who are seen as assholes, as angry, as power hungry. Think of all the negative things that we see of men. As someone who prioritizes mental health so much and like really tries to understand someone's character before labeling them an asshole, he has anger issues, whatever it might be, it all comes back to the same answer and it's all based in pain and hurt and sadness. Um, I'm not of the school of thought that someone comes out of the womb being an asshole. Like, something happens along the way and unfortunately it makes some of the worst versions of people that we know. And I was explaining this to someone the other day. Um, We were talking about a UFC fighter who just recently won a match, you know, is like on top of the world, goes to a restaurant and punches an old guy unconscious. And we were talking about what a dick he is. He's obviously not well. And the person I was talking to said, uh, you know, he obviously has CTE, which for those of you who don't know, um, CTE is like a concussion disorder that a lot of football players and fighters deal with, and it causes a whole host of neurological and emotional issues from getting rocked in the head too many times. And that's absolutely scientific fact. That definitely happens. Like, you, I mean, your body was not meant to get punched in the head over and over. But what I said to this person was that combined with God only knows what kind of issues. And Joe Rogan himself literally says that uh, Joe Rogan, for those of you who don't know, is a podcast host and a UFC commentator, and he himself has fought his entire life. Um, But what he said literally just a couple weeks ago on a podcast was that most fighters come from physical or sexual abuse, period. That's how they got into fighting. So that's the thing about emotions, that I don't think men are taught or are understanding of. Emotions do not disappear. The phrase, time heals all, that's not real. Um, What time does is bury stuff like you know you have new memories time goes by so there's like picture just a bunch of layers so what I believe is time suppresses feelings it does not heal anything healing takes deliberate action and feel free to message me about this I will die on this hill 
there are no feelings or emotions that disappear without active healing. Period. You might think that that one time someone really hurt your feelings when you were 15, you might think you're completely over that. I dare you to go to therapy, uh, call a close friend, pick up a pen and paper, and start writing about that one time you were hurt when you were 15 that you swear you're over. And you will see really quickly that all it takes is you taking off a little of the dust of this memory, and there are still feelings and emotions there. Um, So the problem that men experience is you go through life, as all humans do, and you collect pain and hurt. (laughs) That's part of being a person. And picture each moment of pain and hurt, picture it as a literal object. So that object is inside of your mind now. Picture like a little bubble. So you're walking around, you got all these bubbles in your head. And again, they don't disappear. So you either heal them and release them and remove the bubbles or the bubbles are there. And when pain and hurt just sits there, it comes out one way or another. And if it's not coming out through healing, through conversation, through therapy, it's coming out in anger, destruction, self-sabotage, relationship sabotage, any other way that feelings, you know, display themselves in life. So, I... Before I release this episode, I'm going to do some research on really digging to find some self-help self help books for men that I can post for you guys. Um, obviously, there are self-help books that are like, it's not like that, it's not like they're called like for women, but like, you can just tell by the tone of the book, like, I believe men would have a hard time relating to some of these books and like, that's the problem. Like, I want something for really masculine men to be able to turn to. There are softer and gentler men. And I believe those are the people who can read any self-help book and, like, they can align with it because they're just, like, a softer individual. But the kind of men in the world that need the most help, the hyper-masculine men, the men that think they're bitches if they cry, the men that use that kind of language, like, they can't pick up any self-help book and relate to it. Like, I, I don't believe. So, one thing I did find was I tried to see if I could find, like, a website for men. <laughs> and I found one, and it's uh, an Australian website. They don't have a U.S. version of the website that I can see. But that's okay, because you can still access it. It's called mensline.org.au. And it's really cool. It has, it says support for Australian men, but like, you know, let's just say men in general. Shout out to Australia for being, you know, with the times here. Um, They have different tabs at the top. One for relationships. The relationship drop down has all kinds of stuff. Men and intimacy. Ten ways to become a better partner. Uh, communication in relationships, communication toolkit, moving in with your partner, 
managing conflict, so on and so forth. They have another tab for dads and fathers. Um, first time dad, being a young father, starting a conversation with young kids, talking to your teenagers. They have a mental health tab. Men and emotions, mental well-being for men, self-care toolkit, drinking responsibly, adjusting to retirement, blah, blah, blah. They have another tab, family violence, uh, using violence, experiencing violence. And then they have a well-being blog. They also have like a phone and online counseling. Um, I don't know how that would work with like U.S. time zones or anything. So I don't know if that's really an option, but... This is the best website I've seen by far, especially something so directed towards men. Um, So I'm going to post that as well when this episode comes out, just so you guys can see it. Um, So while we're here, I want to do some research with you guys. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay. Okay, as of 2015, almost two-thirds of worldwide suicides are committed by men. Um, this is not a surprise, and it shouldn't be to you guys. Um, and when there are number and statistics to back things up, like, you simply cannot ignore it, and you have to really wonder why men so frequently see suicide as an option... Whereas women will turn to some kind of therapy or help. Obviously, women commit suicide as well. Um, But I think women try different routes before reaching that point. Whereas men will literally get themselves into a place where the only option to them is to kill themselves. Um, It's just so sad. And, like, if you're listening to this and you're a parent with a son... Please make this a conversation in your house with your spouse, um, with the child, that, like, emotions have to be welcomed. Even if you guys as parents aren't great at that. First of all, now is a great time to become a better person for your child. And secondly, please, the goal should always be to create a better child than you are like that's the goal like to keep progressing humanity forward and this thing of not letting men speak and not giving them the tools to like communicate feelings it's just like it's not acceptable anymore genuinely and the world is evolving and growing and people are becoming more enlightened and the reality is that a big part of that movement is with women and if you are a woman who is interested in men in any fashion whether you are straight bisexual pansexual if you are in a situation where you have to date a man um it's just really unfortunate to have such a huge emotional disconnect and like it just creates so many issues like so I'm someone who has had a partner label overly sensitive, um, and I truly believe there are moments that can be labeled as excessive, 
overly sensitive, uh, where I was triggered and I kind of went into some inner child behavior, like, for sure. But so often, any type of emotion and any level of emotion is considered hypersensitive by men because they literally cannot relate to having emotions and they can't relate to expressing things. And I think the other misconception that men have about women sharing their feelings is they believe if we are sharing something that it means we're at level 10. And it's like, no, I might be just level one, but I want to address this right now. Hey, when you said meow, 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 I didn't like it. It made me feel X, Y, Z. And I think men constitute, some men, I'm not like labeling all men, I'm just, I'm specifically thinking of the men in my life who have trouble with these things. Um, I think men constitute any type of expression of negativity as an attack. And that just cannot be. It cannot be. And here's a topic we really need to get into. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, (sighs) this is getting into, like, a tricky little gender conversation that I don't want to get in the weeds about. But, on a really fundamental human level... And not for every single person on the planet, but for a good amount of people, the reality is that uh, female-born babies heavily rely on their fathers for a an example or a base of, like, a man, of a potential romantic partner if that female ends up growing into a uh, individual who is interested in dating men. And with men, I think their mothers play the same role for them. And whatever relationship you have with that opposite sex parent, I think is really, really important. Obviously, the relationship you have with both your parents, they all come with their individual um, importances. Like, Obviously, a female's relationship with their mom comes with a whole other host of important issues and things that could be really positive or really negative for a child's development. But we're talking about opposite sex here and, like, the disconnect. So, I personally, the relationship, the issues that I have within romantic relationships... I can almost always trace back to very similar issues I had with my dad. The stuff that upsets me about the people that I date often remind me of things that used to upset me with my dad. Like, they just go hand in hand. Like, so often if I'm mad at a romantic partner, I feel like they feel to me like they're acting like my dad used to act. And I think men especially if they have a close relationship with their mother, are like, like, daddy issues for women is basically a joke online at this point, um, which that's neither good or bad, but at the very least, it shines a light so that women actually know. I think it gives an opportunity for women to be like, oh shit, yeah, daddy issues, that makes sense. My dad did XYZ, and that's why I struggle with these things. Like, it just makes it like an easier conversation, I guess. But 
No one ever talks about boys' mommy issues. But if you talk to any woman, the relationship that a man has with his mom speaks volumes about the man. And you will see the way he treats her play out in your relationship. And if you've had... I think there's also a hesitancy to, like, for people to be comfortable acknowledging the ways that their parents might have fucked them up. This does not mean that your parent was a bad parent or that they deserve some kind of ridicule or that you should be mad at them or any of the above. Literally every parent does their best. Even the shittiest parent you can think of, that was their best, unfortunately. But to not, to literally get defensive about the idea of reflecting on what ways your parents affected you, that's so fucking ignorant to me. Um, we need to be comfortable saying, wow, I loved, I, I love my mom or my dad, but these couple things, yeah, I could see how that, how that affects me and how that carries into my romantic relationships, how that affects my communication style, how it affects the way that I argue. Um, for me personally, for a long time, I used to argue with partners the way my dad used to argue with me and the way he used to talk, which is not good. And then when I reflected on it, I was like, oh, ew, I'm literally talking in the way that I hate the most, which is how my dad used to talk to me. So I don't know why it's so hard for men to realize the relationships they had with their mom and the way their mom communicated and argued has a lot to do with how they communicate and argue. So there's just, there's so many layers to healing and I find that men are just so closed off about it. And like, there's this strange thing that men do where like they label all of this kind of conversation and all of this kind of thought as like, crazy or strange or I don't know I don't know why that is and like women are so open to it so I don't get it I I don't understand the disconnect um but I mean men (laughs) please uh, please be better I was listening to the guys we fucked podcast if you don't listen to them go listen to them um it's done by two uh, female comedians. They're fucking amazing, but they're so intelligent. And, you know, they both go to therapy. You know, they do all the things that women do because women care about self-awareness and emotional well-being. And I don't know why men don't. Again, I'm overgeneralizing, so I'm really sorry if you're a man that's hearing this who is doing all these things. Thank you and I love you. But... I'm I'm speaking about a certain type of, of person. Um, but anyways, I was listening to this podcast, and they were talking about how in heterosexual relationships, and just in general, women, any woman, okay, who has any books in her house, I bet you at least one of them is a self-help book. Women love that shit. Women love to... And again, this is an overgeneralization because there are for sure women who are unaware assholes who are 
spewing their emotional issues all over the place just the way men do. So let's get that very clear. I'm very aware of that. Um, but women love, for the most part, love to go inward and figure themselves out and be a better person, be better emotionally, uh, be a better partner. Like, we're just more in tune with those parts of ourselves naturally, I think. And so that's how women are. And if a woman is hetero, bi, pansexual, and dates a man, she's probably dating a man who has never ventured into the help self-help section of Barnes and Nobles, who has never gone to therapy, who has never read a book about how to be a better boyfriend or husband. And that shit is so, I swear when she said that, I was like upset. I'm like, wow, that's so fucking true. And it's gotten to a point where like, I'm not going to be soft in my relationships about this topic. If I'm sitting here following Instagram accounts, uh, reading books, watching YouTube videos, uh, holding myself accountable, uh, you know, going inward and seeing in what ways I can do better, analyzing arguments, analyzing the way that I talk, and then I'm going to be with someone who does none of the above, it's no longer an option for me. Like, there needs to be equal effort emotionally from both sides of a relationship, um, and I think, again, the disconnect happens more often in opposite-sex relationships, but obviously this goes for any kind of relationship with any kind of gender or human. Um, That imbalance in a relationship, it just creates resentment, it creates a misunderstanding, and um, it, it just results in a lot of turmoil when, like, you haven't done the same amount of work as people, so then you can never see eye to eye, and, like, it's just not good. Um, my goal is to eventually have a male on this podcast who has gone to therapy and who has done this work, so if you're listening to this, Or, if you know someone who is a evolved man in whatever fashion, no one needs to be, like, the highest level of evolved, because I'm sure as hell not the highest level of evolved, but, like, if you know of a man who's on this type of path and who is learning what it means to balance their masculine and feminine traits, if you know of someone who... Maybe they don't go to therapy, but they do read self-help books. Like, you know what kind of guys I'm talking about. If you are that person or you know someone, I'd love to be introduced to them because I would like to have that kind of person on my podcast. Um, I just think it needs to be talked about more openly, and I think men need to get more comfortable with these conversations. Um, I'll end the podcast with a little story. I have a friend that I've known since I was, I don't know, very young, elementary school. And he's definitely always been like your typical masculine dude, typical guy. And 
couple weeks ago I posted a story on Instagram that it was like a list of things to normalize for men and one of them was being feminine. And this person messaged me. I'm sorry, I need to actually pick up my phone and look at what he said because this is how much I was like, oh lord. One second, this episode is just you guys waiting for me to look up stuff. Sorry. Sometimes that's just what it is. Okay. All right. So the story said, things we need to normalize for men. Uh, Asking for help, being feminine, going to therapy, encouraging them to talk, seeking help for mental health, crying or showing emotions. Okay. This person responds to me. Why would being feminine be something to normalize for a man? So should it be normal for a woman to be manly? I'm just trying to understand the logic behind this. You guys? (laughs) This made me feel so hopeless because I know that this this is how men feel. So many men. Men in my life. Men that I love. This is how they feel. I know that for a fact. Granted, it's not always brought up in conversation, so then sometimes you find out like this, where they send you a crazy-ass message, and you're like, "Ah!" Please understand something. (laughs) The idea of feminine and masculine have been all fucked up by society. As a human, as a soul, as a being, you should have equal part feminine Equal part masculine. (sighs) And obviously the role that gender plays in that, whatever gender you assign yourself to and feel most comfortable in, that is likely, you know, if you uh, identify as a man, then maybe you will more often be in the masculine parts of yourself. That's what differentiates you from a woman. If you identify as a woman, you'll probably more than likely be in your feminine more often. But the key to being in balance is that that other part of you, let's say you're a a female, the masculine part of you, it should be very easily accessible and it should be just as comfortable as a place for you to be when you need to be there. And feminine and masculine, get rid of society's ideas. Feminine doesn't mean play with Barbie, paint my nails, put mascara. That's not what the fuck the definition of feminine is. And for masculine, masculine doesn't mean shoot guns, punch in face, whatever the fuck else men do. (laughs) Feminine and masculine literally, on a soul level, feminine means softness. Feminine means emotion. Feminine means, uh caring, loving, and then on the other side, masculine means power, uh, it means, uh, commanding certain energy, it means toughness, resilience, those are all things that every person should have equal parts of, so the fact that men are so conditioned to be like, I'm not gonna be feminine, Are you fucking, first of all, calm down and relax. It doesn't mean, I don't mean go pick up Barbies and paint your nails. 
Like, it just means to be in touch with the feminine parts of your being. To be softer, to be kinder, to communicate clearly, to be loving. Like, that's what's feminine. And the question, should women be manly? Manly and masculine, they don't, those aren't the same things. Like, masculine and feminine are soul traits. Like, we need to get out of this, like, human construct that we've given gender and gender roles. Like, it's, it's, it's literally defeating all of us, and it's not helpful. It doesn't progress people forward. So, it's just like, I'm having one of those days where I'm devastated by men. Um, to be transparent and to be crystal clear, I have unresolved issues with my view of men. And that comes from my dad and that comes from relationships I've had. And absolutely, it is something that I work on daily and we laugh about it all the time, but it's a thing I really try to do. Like, if I'm talking to a friend and I'm generalizing men or I'm saying I'm going down that road of, like, men are gross, men are blah, blah, blah. I'm really making a conscious effort to stop that kind of language because I also believe that you attract what you speak about. So I think the more negatively I speak about men, the more I'm going to attract the exact kind of men I'm talking about. So... If you sense any, like, personal issues behind my tone, you're right. <laughs> but I really think this is, like, a really serious issue <laughs> that the world faces. Um, I mean, think of the fact that the people in power are mostly men. Think of how the world could benefit if those men were more equally balanced as far as feminine and masculine goes. If if those men could communicate better, communicate clearer, if they led with love as often as they lead with power and uh, anger. So, I am just... My vow to myself is that, you know, when I have a son, I will do everything possible to not put these things in their head that we've done with boys where like boys don't do that boys don't cry boys don't dance boys don't like sometimes the and it sometimes they're so innocent and like you think nothing of it and if a boy puts on a dress and a dad saying like that's for girls like it seems like so silly and innocent but like this is literally the stuff we've been carrying for so long, and it does result in a lot of emotional issues for men. And, you know, at the end of the day, I said this in the beginning, like, I actually feel sad for men. So, sometimes I sound angry at men, and that's because I am. But if I, if I place myself in my highest self, the real issue is a genuine sadness for men. I don't know what I would do if I was taught and raised to suffocate my feelings. Like, if I was taught, or if I was 
uh, discouraged from sharing with friends and being vulnerable and emotional with friends. Like, me being able to vent vent to my friends gets me through my life, literally. So, it makes me so sad that, like, men don't have that and they don't feel comfortable to do that. Um, And for the men who are doing that and who are pushing past their uncomfortabilities and, um, you know, defying social norms and being more of a softer, more communicative man, like, I'm so thankful for you and, like, I hope that you will continue that and I hope that you will share your journey with the people close to you so that that message can spread and that other people feel comfortable doing the same thing. Um, I do know uh, personally uh, some men who are so soft and so loving. um, And when I say soft and loving, that does not, like, it does not mean that they're not also very manly and masculine. Um, I think a good place for some men to start if you're not really ready to be, like, going to therapy or reading a self-help book, um, you can listen to, I think the best one to listen to is Dak Shepard. His podcast is called Armchair Expert. Um, it's a cool podcast, like, they always have, um, an expert of something on, of science, uh, whatever, like, all kinds of topics, but just in natural conversation, he talks a lot about his journey with therapy and his struggle with sobriety and addiction, and he talks about how him and his wife started going to therapy only three months into dating just because they were both that open and that comfortable with therapy that they were like, let's get ahead of the game and go to couples therapy like, literally for fun, basically, and that's been the foundation of their relationship. Um, you know, some people aren't open to therapy at all, and then some people will go to couples therapy when things are, like, at their final breaking point. So I thought, I just think his message and the way he speaks is really awesome, and, like, he's the manliest man. Like, he talks like any other man does. He talks about tits he talks about fucking girls he talks about obviously he's married so not like in a not in a disrespectful way but like he's a fucking he's a man's man he races cars he races motorcycles like if you only heard him talk for a small amount of time and saw him on the street you would never think he has the emotional capability and bandwidth that he does so I think that's a great example for men to listen to to kind of get comfortable with the idea of the fact that you can be a equally balanced person and you can still hang on to your manhood and your toughness while also being like a more evolved, self-aware, emotional person. Um, And another good person to listen to is Joe Rogan. He, I don't think he's ever been to therapy or talks about therapy, but he's obviously done his own work and like he is so cute. He always is like, He's very loving with his friends, and he always talks about, like, the power of, like, men hugging each other and, like, how important that is for men to feel safe and emotional with their friends and, like, being there for each other emotionally. So I think he speaks on certain topics in a really positive way also. And again, 
no one's manlier than Joe Rogan. He's a hunter. He's a UFC commentator. He's a fighter. He's, I mean, he's it's just, he's a man. <laughs> so, this is my PSA, my cry for help. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm concerned for men. I'm concerned that I have to deal with men. <laughs> and I just, I just want people to be better. And I really want therapy to be a more normalized option. I think every single person on the planet should have a therapist. I've said this before, so you already know this. But no one escapes the pain and the hurt of life. And if you don't have the tools to work past those things, you're going to negatively affect the rest of your life. And for those people who don't believe your childhood is the basis of all your issues, it exhausts me because it, oh man, it just means you're really far off from healing and growing if you can't start at the beginning. Like it's just like anything. You have to start from the beginning to complete a project. And if the project is yourself, have to start from the beginning because again nothing disappears so I don't care if you're 60 years old and your childhood was 60 years ago it's still there it's still there if you haven't healed it or resolved it or talked through it so that's all I could go on about this forever but like you know that's just what it is so I will post that website um it's still about a week away from the release date of this, so I'm going to continue to do research on books. I've actually texted my old therapist to see if she knows of any uh, good self-help books for men that, you know, they can feel like they can relate to. If you guys um, think of anything after you hear this, I would also love to share it and repost it. So that's all. Men, please take care of yourself. Um... If you ever need an outlet for conversation or you have questions or you don't know where to start on your journey as a man, I am always open to conversation. And again, if anyone uh, knows of or is a man who is in therapy or really dedicated to self-awareness and evolution, I'd love to have you on. So I hope you'll message me also. All right, guys, that is it. We will talk soon.